You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Taylor Vipolis, and welcome to the Players' Lounge, a podcast brought to you by Inside Carolina in partnership with Heels for Life. UNC Football's NIL collective created to bring together UNC football players fans, and businesses. I'm hosting this with my guy and my former teammate Shaquille Rashad today. It's the season finale with players reporting this week, and we're joined by UNC defensive lineman Javari Ritzy. I appreciate you being on here with us. I was reading your bio on GoHeels.com, and it says that in high school, you also participated in basketball and cross country. Is that right? Because I'm having a hard time imagining. And track. I'm, I'm having and, a hard yeah, time. Yeah, track and field, yeah. I'm having a hard time imagining somebody with your size and stature, 6'4", you know, 290, running long distances mm-hmm. with who I would normally picture running cross country guys that look like Vip. Yeah. that's who usually runs them guys <laughs> <are> like Vip. <laughs> yeah now i did cross country because my mom she was the track coach so i ran it with her in my senior year because of the football with COVID and stuff like that we didn't have it so i was like i'll just do cross country because they had that open how were you at now, cross country uh, i mean it wasn't bad we ran a couple miles i didn't do the whole thing because <laughs> i'm not trying to lose weight or nothing so i mean it was it was all right i can't complain yeah and and vip mentioned basketball in there too you gotta tell us a little bit something about that well give us a scouting report on you what were people saying about you in high school basketball so i stopped playing basketball after my freshman year and then the high school literally every single year i, I was there they're like are you coming out this season are you coming out this season because i mean I guess they liked that I played, but I hated basketball. I'm not going to lie. So, yeah. So you're declining a scouting report. Does that mean you were the guy that played like a football player out there fouling out every game? Nah, nah. The thing was, like, I played basketball. I was straight. It's just that, like, that's not something I wanted to do. So I was like, I'm not playing anymore. And they were like, oh, my gosh, you need you and stuff like that. I was like, y'all don't need me. Y'all need to be. Not me. I'm not a basketball player. Yeah. I respect it. You, you obviously were yeah. – were dominant in football, but how much do you think it helped that you did come up playing so many different sports and you did have the, the athleticism to play basketball or to run cross country or, or to run and compete in track and field? Well, I feel like being like athletic and stuff like that, just doing like track and then cross country, you have to be flexible. So like with running and stuff, it helped my uh, endurance for football. So like I was able to just be on the field the whole time or like in track, I was able to do, the 400 with no effort. So, I mean, yeah. So just doing multiple sports at once just made me a better athlete. So, 400 with no effort. You don't hear that often. Like that, that's a tough race, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I love the 400. I love the 400 and the 200. I used to do my race in high school. So, yeah. We got to see you race VIP one of these days. I, I want to see it. I don't know if I still have that in my bag. I might need a head start. I've seen how he can get after quarterbacks. I've seen how he gets after quarterbacks. I might need a head start. Yeah. 
Oh, that's wild. So outside of track, cross country, football, basketball, everything else, what do you do in your free time, man? What are your hobbies? Well, actually, I just came from this place called Hobby Lobby, and I was just uh, shopping, like, at, like, uh, decoration stuff, like, arts and crafts type stuff. So, like, well, like in my free time, I look at arts and crafts, or I'm playing with my dog. I have an Aussie dude who's pretty cool. Um, or I'm just chilling. Or I'm in the pool. So, yeah, if you, so that's what if, I do in my free time. You're an arts and crafts guy. I got to ask you this one. It's the age-old question. How early is too early to put up Christmas decorations? Uh... How early is too early? Yeah, um, yeah I, I put mine up the day well, after Thanksgiving. I'll say decorations it. up. The, yeah, the exact. Actually, no, we put ours up like the week of Thanksgiving. So like maybe like four days, four to five days up before Thanksgiving. Yeah, because the Christmas tree has to be the highlight uh, at Thanksgiving. And I was gonna say, I'm sorry, I messed it up. Yeah. I picked the wrong holiday. Mine's the day after Halloween, not the day after Thanksgiving. What am I saying? That's way too late for me. November first, I'm throwing it up there. But I like it. You're an early guy too. Oh. Uh, and then Javari, yeah. when it when it comes to football, you know, big time recruit going to a school as big as North Carolina. What was your earliest memory of thinking that you could get to that level, and then hopefully one day being uh, an NFL type prospect? Do you have a a moment where you know you're growing up playing, and then it all of a sudden starts to click to you, like, wow, I'm actually really good at this? Uh, well, honestly, I wouldn't say it clicked until my first offer, which was from Duke, uh, back in January of 2019. And that's when I was like, oh, wow, I can play college football after I got that first offer. So I remember that. I remember that day because, like, that was, like, my highlight, like, wow, I can, I can do this for a future or for a living. So, yeah. That's really cool. And so you get that Duke offer and then they keep rolling in, right? You get offers from Ohio State, Georgia, end up being a top 100 recruit. What was mm -hmm. it about UNC that stood out that made you want to come play in Chapel Hill over a lot of those other places you could have gone? Uh, honestly, I felt like really for me, it was the communication part. So like being like with the coaches, like having a great communication system, having a great relationship with them was a big like piece for me, especially with my family, because like, all of this is about relationships, relationships. So if you don't have a relationship with someone, you can't tell me when their birthday is. And I wouldn't say you have a relationship with them and stuff like that. So, like, them building that and calling this family, like, from the start, and they kept that same thing, I felt like that was the biggest part for me of uh, going to UNC. So, yeah. You got a good memory of birthdays or you're uh, the standard, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to have the birthdays, like, because, I mean, hey, out of nowhere, you just wish them a happy birthday, and they're, like, shocked, like, oh, you know my birthday. Like, yeah, because we built our relationship hey, to know that, so. Here's one you'll never forget. Vip's birthday is the same as Justin Bieber's, so yeah. keep that in mind. March 1st. <laughs> okay. March 1st. Uh, March 1st. All right. I got you. I can remember that. <laughs> I appreciate it. If, if you wish me a happy birthday next year, it'll make my year. Yeah. <laughs> There was a, a few moments from the class that stand out from a recruiting perspective, like Keyshawn Silver's commitment, um, Drake May flipping from Alabama to Carolina, your commitment, obviously. Of the, of the top 20 in-state players, 11 of you guys chose to go to North Carolina. How much were you guys talking about the idea of all teaming up and staying home? Well, with me, since I was, like, one of the last ones to commit, I wasn't, like, really involved in the communication part and stuff like that. So, like, I could say, I could say like, me and Rara, we talked about going to the same school, of course, 
So like, at first it was South Carolina. So I'm not gonna lie, it was South Carolina because that's who we both were getting recruited by at first. And then it turned into UNC because like we started going there often. And it was like, you know, we could we could really be like a duo or something when we go to UNC. And then so and then Keyshawn, I had a great uh, relationship with him. Like every time I saw him at a visit, like, we was at the same visits every single weekend. So I was like, okay. So this might be my guy too. So like with those with those two, I, I felt like it helped me out with going to UNC as well. Cause like I didn't really talk to everybody else. Like I I don't know. I just wasn't like into the hype or anything. So I didn't really like put my name out there and stuff like that. So I wasn't part of that. But yeah, those two kind of helped me out uh with coming to UNC. That's cool, man. That's cool. And then like you finally do make the decision. You call up Coach Brown or whoever it is you're calling, but like what was it like? Like, how'd you tell coach you were committing? And then from there, what was the reaction like both on the staff side and with your family too? I bet it was a big day. Uh, so I felt like, okay, so I'm really like this. So basically I called, who did I call first? I called coach cross first because he okay. told me to call him first if I was going to commit. So the first thing I said was, uh, I'm coming home. And then after that, I think he started crying, but, uh, <laughs> Then I called Coach Brown. Then I called Coach Longo. And then at the time, I called Coach Bateman. So I called those four coaches right there. And a lot then, of phone uh, calls. After that, yeah, I had to call all four because, like, it was an order I had it set in. It was like, all right, if I call him, I call him in this order to let them know I'm coming out. So, yeah. You yeah. you committed on uh, the 12th of the month, which which I read was uh, it's your mom's favorite number. I also read that she was a heptathlete in college at uh, SUNY Brockport. Mm-hmm. And I've heard mm-hmm. from talking to people that you've got your work ethic from her. So what what's your relationship like with your mom? And is that where your athleticism's coming from? The, the heptathlete uh, yes. in her? Yes. Like she put us in track. So it was track, then football. And so like, I mean, we were big enough to play football at the time, but like, it was like, okay, you need the track foundation to do football. Because if you don't do track, then you have to play football. So with her, that's just how it was. And then her not doing, just doing heptathlon. She did soccer in college. She did basketball in college. And she did volleyball in college. And she ran track in college. So, yeah. So that's where I get all my athleticism from. Her and, her and my brother had the same thing. <laughs> and then you had mentioned your, your high school teammate at Glenn. Uh, now UNC teammate, Ra-Ra Dilworth. What was that Glenn defense like where I'm, I'm imagining you guys keeping offensive coordinators up at night trying to prepare for not one, but just two freak athletes and you and Ra-Ra? <laughs> uh, the defense, honestly, was – it was an attack defense. So, like, our coach uh, – our defensive coordinator, Coach Alexander, he's still there. He always was like – go knock their heads off. That's that's just how we play. So, like, even the DBs, it was like, okay, you can cover, but you also got to go hit. Like, so every practice we hit, everyone hit each other, like, no matter the position. So it was like we had to build that dominant defense in order for us to be successful on the field because it was like, if you ain't hitting, then you ain't on the field. So, yeah, that's just – I mean, that's just how it was. That that defensive philosophy sounds like my nightmare as a, as a slot receiver – I was checking in at about 160 pounds. I would, I would want nothing with that philosophy. Yeah, that's that's just how he's got to. We hunt, go hunt, go hunt. So yeah, I like that. I like that mentality, man. That defensive mentality, like 
y'all were a great defense. You played really well, mm -hmm. but I'd still imagine at your size, you were one of the bigger dudes on the field and you're playing basketball. You're running cross mm -hmm. country. You're one of the more athletic guys on the field too. I'm imagining. What was it like coming to college where you're no longer the biggest, you're no longer like most athletic? Like, what was that adjustment period like? And you probably saw a little bit of it in the All-American game, but then it was a whole nother level when you got to college. Talk us, talk us through that. Uh, well, the thing was, we didn't, I didn't play in the All-American game because of the COVID, so they canceled it for us. But then coming into college, I mean, seeing everybody else, I was like, all right. And then that was it. Like, I wasn't afraid or anything. Like, I came in and I was like, all right, I'm – I'm ready. I'm like, let's go. Let's work type stuff. So it's not like I had like a fear of anything. I was just ready to get after it, honestly. So, yeah. So, like, I remember uh, actually to this day, like, Chris Collins, he, uh, he's like, bro, why are you so athletic? Because I can do a split. I do a split, like, early in the morning before workouts. And he's like, yeah, you got that. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's how it is. So, yeah. That is the exact opposite of me. I think my freshman year, the exact words were biomechanical nightmare. Uh, I was far from yeah. a split. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I can't. I came in ready. It was just like that first day we got after. I was like, all right, I can. This is nothing. So let's let's go. So yeah. yeah. You mentioned not being afraid coming in and coming in with that like attack mindset, but do you have like a a welcome to college moment that you could kind of think of where? you start to realize like, wow, I'm not in high school anymore because I think, I think no matter how prepared you are, there might be like that one moment where it's like, okay, I, I got to come correct. Uh, nah, I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't have that one <laughs> no? college moment. Nah. Cause like I came in and it was just like, I'm, I was just ready. Like I prepared like I would COVID happen and stuff like that. It was like, all right. So I know their schedule. So I did their schedule for maybe like a week or two because like during the COVID year, I had on online college classes. Like I didn't have any high school classes to take. So it was like, okay, I did college classes, then I did workouts, and then I did the stuff they did. So I was just already like mentally and physically prepared when I came in. So it just wasn't – it just wasn't anything for me. I could put it like that. Casual. Just go play so, yeah. Power 5 football. Nothing crazy. <laughs> Show up. <laughs> um, yeah, just... <laughs> no, nah, that's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, just chill, that... like – yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't let it get overwhelming or anything. I like it. It's a game, so, man. Keep it that way. No, I was just yeah, saying definitely. that. Like, so you you got some college football under your belt now. You played a little bit. You've got a feel for the game. How would you describe your playing style? Like your game, the way you're approaching it. How would you describe that entering year two? Well, now it's like, all right, so I got that one year under my belt. Now I know what I need to fix, what I need to work on, and then just turn that into just attack mode. Because, like, last year I played – I wouldn't say I played chill, but at the same time it was like I'm getting used to everything, getting used to different teams and stuff like that. And so, like, after a while I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then, like, this year is, like, a different different story. It's like, okay, this my this my year, so I'm not doing this my year. So now it's just attack, attack, attack every game. I like so, that. Yeah. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com.
Podcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is there anybody that you would say you model your game after or anybody that maybe you're watching in the NFL that you just appreciate the way they play and you try to translate it whenever you're on the field? This may sound crazy, but I don't watch the NFL because I don't I don't idolize myself behind anyone. Like, I don't look up to anyone. Okay, I lie. I look up to students. I look up to – it's crazy because I look up to Shelly Ann Frazier-Price. She's a – she runs for Team Jamaica. I don't know why. I just – ever since I was younger, I've always looked up to her. I guess because of the gold medals and stuff like that. I was like, okay, she's winning. So that's what I want to be is a winner. So – and then I looked up to my mom because she was hard working and stuff like that. So with those two, it was just like, yeah. I didn't look up to any football player, no basketball players, a track of a women's track athlete, Shelly Ann Frazier-Price, who runs for Team Jamaica. So, yeah, that's my idol. Do you think that mindset helps you at all in the field where it's not like, you know, if you go up against somebody that you kind of idolize, you could, you could be starstruck, but you're, you're kind of going in there thinking that you're on the same playing field and that you belong to be there just as much as the guy across from you. Uh, I mean, like, like you said, like, it's just like, I don't know. We here together. We here at the same time. So it's like, okay, I'm going to come, I'm going to come get you. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming for you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm not going to look up to you and be like, okay, let me, let me relax and see what you do. Nah. I'm going to see what you do and then pass you because like, that's what I want to do because I'm not going to – I don't want to be behind anymore. So that's just how I feel. Let's go. I'm inspired. Um, yeah. <laughs> you were the, so you were we, – we talked about number 12 earlier, like why you committed on the 12th, like what that number means to you. Noticed also that you were number five in high school, number five in college. Is there a story behind that number two for you? Okay. So, honestly, coming into college, it was between five or 12. Why 12? Because one, that was the first number I wore in football. Uh, two, my mom, that's when my mom was born. She was born on November 12th. Three, that's her favorite number, and that's my favorite number. And her anniversary date is June 12th. Uh, and then number five, I chose five because I started playing football at uh, five years old. So I was like, okay, let's, let's go five. So I started wearing that my sophomore year. And ever since then, I've just been wearing five. Interesting. Oh, I like that. Interesting. Man of numbers. The the defensive line now it's it's littered with guys in in the single digits. It, something about the mm-hmm. single digits on the defensive lineman I th- I think looks good aesthetically. And uh, we when Travis Shaw was on, we asked him. But if if we're great, if we're getting creative with the offense, kind of like the Miami Dolphins do with Christian Wilkins, and we have a defensive lineman line up at fullback. Mm-hmm. Who, in your opinion, would mm-hmm. be the most likely to score from UNC's defensive line? Like, who are you putting at fullback with the idea of we're going to get this guy in the end zone? I mean, honestly, it could be all of us. I can't really <laughs> say a specific because, I mean, because we would all want – we all want the chance to run the ball. Like, when I played – when I was in high school, I used to play quarterback. I used to play quarterback and run the back. So, it was like, I, I want to run the ball too. And so everybody else wants to run the ball. So, like, 
if we in the hole, we're going we gonna to get through that thing. Because, like, ain't nobody stopping 300 plus pounds. So, it's like, yeah. <laughs> we might I say to, all of us. All of us will get through there. We might have to start pitching that to Coach Longo, the, the nobody could stop the, yeah, the 300 pounds. Who would your yeah. guess be for who Travis said? Say it one more time. Who would your guess be? Who do you think Travis said? Who do you think Travis said? Yeah. Probably himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably himself. He said him. He probably yeah. said him. Because I think he did that in high school one game. I think he did that against us when we played them in the uh, playoff game I was my junior year. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> he said – yeah, he definitely said himself. And you guys, your, your defensive line – it's Coach Cross leading the way. You mentioned how he was uh, one of your main recruiters, that first phone call when you committed. I've noticed how mm-hmm. fans love anytime Coach Cross speaks from, you know, let's get this work. So he dropped one of my favorite yeah. lines. Uh, the line was, don't let your food get cold by looking at what's on someone else's plate. People love his passion. Yeah, as someone who's in the room with him, what's it like working with Coach Cross? I ain't trying to pull the bottom of your end up. <laughs> um with coach Carlos, i mean just his energy is just great like every day it's the same thing it's never a dull moment it's always let's go get this work every single day even through messages today he was like let's go let's rock uh hope y'all are doing well just checking in so it's like everything is just like let's go get it you know what i'm saying it's like we always ready to go you you never want to be lacking you're always ready to go so yeah Yeah. do you have a favorite do you have a favorite line of his, or can we take it one step further and ask you, can you do your best Coach Cross impression? I can't do my best Coach Cross impression. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't. I'm not gonna lie, because uh, it's it's his personality is just is just great. So it's like if he's not if he's doing it, he has to do it. Can't nobody else do it. Um, my favorite line by him. Uh, I don't know. Like they're all good. I can't. I can't pick a specific. I don't. I don't know. It's I don't have tough, a specific yeah. right now. That's a good question. It's yeah, tough. that is a tough. That's a good question. Now, if we're talking coaching staff here, you, you know, I can't mm-hmm. go without asking this one. What are your first impressions of Chiz? What's it been like going throughout the spring with Coach Chiz at Coach Warren? Um, have you noticed anything different? week out from camp we're not asking you to share any secrets or anything mm-hmm. but like what's changed what are you anticipating heading into this season what's got you excited uh uh his energy has me excited uh he every day is like all right guys let's go let's go to work and stuff like that every single meeting is the exact same the energy is always there there's never like all right the meeting is going to be boring the meeting's going to be about this no it's like everything we're talking about is because we need to talk about it's never no it's like, okay, we, we don't have to talk about this now. Everything we have to talk about, we're talking about. And we're, we're fixing it. We're fixing it now because, like, you don't want to fix it later. So that's just how Coach, it, Coach Chiz is. And that's what I love about him because it's like, he wants something done, we're going to get it done. And so that's that's the mindset I like. So I yeah, like that about Coach Chiz. And you mentioned mindset. Like, it, has there been a mentality shift? I know you were talking about your high school defense and your, the mentality was attacked. Has there been a mentality shift this offseason, too, with coaches that coming in? Because a lot of times when a new coach comes in, they'll try to instill that new mindset or new mentality in, in their side of the ball. Have you seen anything like that? Uh, well, I say the new mindset he he brought in is what we needed. Yeah. Because, like, especially with spring ball, like you, you saw a spring ball, it's like, all right, we had that passion. We had that that just that go get, go get what you want 
uh, mindset. Like last year, it was just, I don't know, it was just kind of off. It seemed like no one wanted to be there. But like this year, it was like everyone wants to come to the meetings. Everyone's showing up on time. Everyone's ready to get on the field because it's like we're having fun. And so that's the best part about it is we're having fun. Like compared to last year, it wasn't, I want to say it wasn't bad yeah. or it wasn't fun. It's just like this year, it's just everything's just different. It's just we're having fun. And that's the best part about it. I know. Yeah, I'm excited. I, yeah, I know fans are going to be excited to hear that. And in addition to, to Chiswick, another reason fans are excited is the future of the UNC defense with that defensive line that's been stacking talent ever since Mac Brown has returned. You have yourself, uh, you know, Travis mm-hmm. Shaw, Keyshawn Silver, Miles Murphy, Des Evans, uh, Kedrick Bingley Jones. What's it been like practicing with that group and working with each other on a day to day basis? Uh, I mean, we all just encourage each other to just be great. Like, I, I, I don't, there's no other way to put it. It's just like, all right, we got, I got your back, you got my back. And that's just how it is. And then, yeah, that's all I can say. Like, they're, my, like, my brothers, like, my D-line, we, we're, they're there for me and I'm there for them. So, like, it's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. So, that's all I can say. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah, it sounds like a phenomenal room. Where do you feel like you guys have grown the most since last year? A lot of it, I would think, will come with age, but where are you seeing it show up on the field? Uh, honestly, just I wouldn't even say on the field. Off the field is where it's showing up. Like, okay. If I could trust you off the field, then it's like, okay. Like, we eat together. We talk to each other every day. Like We're talking to each other right now. Like They're sending messages right now. And so it's like, we're just, that's just how it is. We love each other. So that's what it is, love and passion. And so, like, we're all encouraging each other. So that's the best way I can put it, honestly. As you guys are getting ready to report to training camp, who's a player that you think will have a breakout year on the defensive side of the ball that maybe isn't getting as talked about as much or maybe didn't play as big a role on the defense last year? Oh, um, that's a good question. I actually have a couple guys. I say DeAndre Boykins. Power Eccles and Keyshawn Silver. Like those three right there, I feel like are just going to just take off this year. Like it's just, I don't know. It's just something like their energy is just, has just like flipped from last year. It's just like, okay, it's time to go get that. So I, I'm just prepared. To, I'm ready to see them just take off this year. Like I, I can't even say, I can't even say just defense though. Like offense too. Like uh, Drake, uh, yeah. Bryson, and uh, JJ, I'm ready to see them as well. And Caleb, too. And Caleb, too. I can't forget about Caleb. Yeah. So, yeah, those what, seven, those seven, I'm just ready to see them. And then there's an eighth I want to ask about. You say seven. I, I want to ask about an eighth. Where do you feel like you've grown the most since last year? You said you've been working. Where do you think it'll show up for you? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> Talking about myself with playing is tough. Yeah. Like, past me, like if I if I talk about like my past, I can talk about my past. But uh I don't know. I just say just be be prepared for a show this year. Yeah. That's the best. Right, that's what I can say. Yeah, that's exciting. I didn't want you to have to like try to guess stats or anything. I was just wondering if it's like a specific move or like phase of the game, but no, we're we're yeah. ready for the show. We'll tune in. We're yeah. ready for the show. Just be ready for a show. Yeah. I like it. Why the the last question I guess I'll ask to you is you know, a lot of fans want to see the the defensive improvement, and that's like their number one thing on their wish list. What's like the number one reason 
in your confidence that this defense is going to turn it around and be one of the best in the conference? Like I said, with the D-line, the brotherhood, the brotherhood and the faith that we have in each other is just increased. And so, so it's like, okay, like I was telling you, like, I know my brothers got me and I, and I got them. So it's like, okay, we got each other. So let's go get this money. So that's, that's all I got to say. And they know each other's birthdays. Let's go. <laughs> no, Javari, we appreciate you jumping on, man. And everyone listening, thank you all too. Uh, love doing stuff like this. So if you haven't yet, go check out heelsforlife.org with the number four. Become a member. It lets us do things like this. We'll keep bringing these guys in, but have had a heck of a time doing it. Javari, enjoy camp. You're starting up soon. It's just like summer camp mm -hmm. with all your best friends. So happy for you, yeah. man. Go enjoy it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. I thank y'all. I appreciate y'all as well. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner I. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average 29 and 11. God, shit. what'd it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.